Your life is lived every day, and what happens between Sundays matters. Join Nate and Kate as they take oftentimes big ideas and make them practical for everyday life. This is the Between Sundays podcast with Nate and Kate Thompson. Hey, welcome to the Between Sundays podcast with Nate and Kate. Hello. Uh, Your life is lived every day and what happens between Sundays matters. Today we are talking about one of our favorite things to talk about, which we love to do as a family, communion. Communion. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Kate, let's get into this idea. We've got a couple things we wanted to go over. Um, communion. Why do we do it? When do we do it? How do we do it? Yes. So we're going to talk about those three things. And we think it's important because it's been our experience that many people will reserve communion for church. And we want to talk about how we practice communion, also called the Eucharist, Holy Communion, the Last Supper, um, the taking of the sacraments. We want to share how that has been a part of our life between Sundays. Yeah, I like those titles. Yeah, I feel like there's just some formality yeah, there. Yeah, I like it. A little yeah. throwback. Yeah. The sacrament. It's really kind of sweet. Like Bear had to do a project at school. Bear's our son, if you're just tuning in. Mm-hmm. And he had to do a project at school about a family tradition. And so I was telling him he could do one about like decorating the Christmas tree or you know, something like that. And he was kind of like, no. And I said, well, what about practice, like how we take communion together? And he was like, yeah, I want to do know, my report so on that. Funny. So it's really sweet that so he... off he went with his loaf of bread and Welch's grape juice. Yes. Tried to lead the whole class in communion. Teacher hit the brakes on him, which probably appropriate. I don't know for sure, but I'm like, go for it, I guess. You know how to do it. It was so funny. Yeah, it was very sweet. And he... When he got home, I said, how did it go? And he was like, good. He didn't really say much about it at all. And I was like, well, did you remember to talk about like Jesus or God? And he's like, oh, I don't know. So <laughs> <laughs> He's just into the bread. The yeah, wine. he had the bread. He had the juice. Oh, gosh. Growing up, we my family did communion a lot, like at home. It was very normal to me. And I did not realize how um, many people didn't do that. Like that just seems so like commonplace in my home so then as we wrote through the um that one chapter in in the book between sundays and then i had some just friends and different people reading it and they were just like wow it's so crazy but you guys took communion at home i I never thought of doing that i remember they're like why not like i don't know it's just strange and then like well some people you say why not and some people say like why do you think you can do that because they're (laughs) used to they're used to having you know our Catholic brothers and sisters, they're used to having a priest mm-hmm. to, like serve the communion because the priest blesses it and that that does something in their faith. Um, and then people are very used to having a pastor lead them. And so you say, why not? They say, who do you think you are? Exactly. And you know, and it's funny because I have so many memories. Like, so when we would do it, like my mom and dad would my memory is they would lead the communion the majority of the time. One of my parents would, and we would they would we'd gather around like the little coffee table in the living room. They would read through whether it was um, in Corinthians or right out of the gospel. They'd read through you know the idea of communion. We would take a moment to get our hearts and brains right for it, you know, and dialed in. Well, that's based on scripture yeah. that everyone should examine their examine their heart. Yes, and then. Uh, and we would have like, I don't know. I remember one time we didn't have any like grape juice. So my dad had me get some 
orange juice concentrate. And I'm like thawing this thing out. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> we, we do need a pastor or a priest. At that point I was like, we might be. At that point you need a chef. Yeah, you need I'm someone like, who knows how to make orange <laughs> juice. Sort of, and it's like that almost white orange. I didn't let it thaw enough. There's like a chunk of concentrate bobbing in the middle of the picture. And I'm like, what are we doing here? But those memories, I remember talking to my dad one time. Okay, here's a story for you. One time I'm talking to dad across the fence in the yard and he was kind of like, I'm going to just, I'm not going to like throw him under the bus here, but he was a little burned by how little we were taking communion at church. Like he felt like we should be doing it more often. Like communion should be more a central part of the gatherings of the the church. Yes. And I remember, and so we're going back and forth, just chatting it up, you know, and I told him, I'm like, dad, personally for me, I remember more the kind of the idea of communion that kind of stuck into my life, into my heart was when we did it at home as a family more than the concept of coming together as a church, like that felt a little more disconnected to me than the times we were just huddled around the little table as a family doing it. But it was very interesting to just the dynamic of what communion can be, because it is like a corporate, awesome thing to do together at church. It is. And then in my experience, it's so like, it can be so personal and like just this intimate moment with the Lord at home. So it's it's amazing, like the dynamics of what you can get spiritually out of right, this right. like, act of worship. So why do we do it at home? Why do we take communion at home? For me, the simplest answer is that it definitely helps me to remember Jesus, his death, the crucifixion, everything that comes mm-hmm. with that in the midst of our everyday life that we're living. So in the midst of our parenting struggles or tough days at work or good days celebrating even it helps us to remember that a very big sacrifice was made so that we could be forgiven and live in freedom and not just be free, but be friends to God who, who like in Colossians, it says we were once enemies of God and now we're friends of God. Um, so I feel like remembering that in the midst of our life is just, it changes the way I view communion as not just being something that is something that is out of my control to remember mm-hmm. Jesus and his sacrifice and take communion. But now it's within our families. It's available to us to do. I, For me, it um, resets the compass, I think. it As like a believer, as a husband, as a father, as a friend, as whatever, um, but just the, the concept of Christianity being the hub of my life, like the Lord, when we do take communion at home, when we take communion at church, wherever we take communion, I think that... It is the ultimate reminder of who the Lord is. Mm-hmm. And by by stopping, by recognizing the, the, the whole idea, like you, you slow down, you hit the brakes, you, you look at the Lord as to what he did. It's like the, this body that was broken for me. Like, what does that even mean? You know, like going into that, go down that rabbit trail for a little right. bit with the Lord. And you know, one thing about taking communion at home is you have you have the time to, mm-hmm. to go down that rabbit trail. If you want some extra moments to actually let something soak into your heart and just absorb something that all of a sudden has become real to you, you just do it. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not watching other people kind of move along with the service. You have time to do that. Yeah. And that was a big deal for me even recently, like to be able to to 
to do that, to just think that through with the Lord and to wonder about that, this broken body that was should have been mine and it was his, and to recognize it and to see it and like um and a blood that's a just covers this covenant of relationship with him. And doing that at home is awesome. And it, it, it's amazing because it can be so funny too. Like you put on a playlist on our Spotify for like some worship music to kind of like dial in, but we don't pay for a subscription. So now you've got a commercial come blowing in at the worst time about air fresheners. Right. <laughs> and you're like, oh Lord, I'm sorry about the air fresheners. I'm trying to like recognize that you died for me. But yeah. <laughs> it, it's and you try so to think real, what though. would have been the distractions for the early church when they were doing it? Like I'm sure there was something. Oh uh, it had to be uh, donkey got loose. He's <laughs> just trying to, you know, like you're trying to do communion and like three donkeys run past the wood. I don't know. <laughs> but you're like some there's clearly distractions. Why? Because if there's kids involved, it's just a bomb waiting to go off. You're in homes. You're in home. That was real in the early church. They were in people's homes taking communion. Could you imagine being in your home, taking communion with friends, and one of your friends just knocks over a pitcher of wine or grape juice all over your carpet? Right. How are you going to recover from that? That's probably why people want to do it at the church, because if it somebody drops something, they're like, it ain't mine, that's getting wrecked. But like, that's the realness, I think, the beauty in it of how broad it can be. I mm -hmm. love it about that. Yeah. Um, my encouragement with the the idea of just faith on a day-to-day -day basis is I wonder what it would be like for you to just, if this is a new concept to you of like taking communion at home, like what are you even talking about? Can we even do that? I would wonder for us to look into the scriptures just ourselves, just to right. start reading through, like read through in Corinthians where, where he's talking about that and read through in the gospels where the Lord just leads them through it. Reclining back at the table. Mm -hmm. It's relaxed and, and yeah, talking about his death and with friends, with, with friends. family, like right, taking time, slowing down. Yep, the, I think that's another good point to why we feel like taking communion during the week is important, is because we see that in the Bible they were meeting in homes, and when they would meet, they that's something that they would do to remember to remember Jesus before mm -hmm. they got started with whatever it was they were doing their worship or or studies of scriptures or whatever it was. Um, and we see that like in, in Acts and Corinthians, we see where we, where they did that. Yeah. And I don't think that these things, these acts of worship, communion, I don't believe it's meant to be foreign to us as believers to lead someone through, to lead not only yourself through communion, but to lead somebody else through it. Yeah. Um, as someone who's, you know, we do it with our family. I've done it. We've had communion with friends and stuff. There is this like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to lead you through communion now. <laughs> and it is, I'm not a, a pastor by trade. So you do feel like, I have felt like the responsibility of it. I feel like I would say out loud, like to where you're, you're doing something that's holy, this remembrance that you want to be respectful. You want to um, be reverent to the idea. You want to honor what's happening. Mm-hmm. In that, I also want to hold the responsibility of the gospel that I want to be in relation with the Lord so much that I can commune with him by myself, with a friend, with a family, with multiple friends, with a small group, with a medium, large group. I want, I want to have that relationship with him. Right. And I think it's, um, it's foreign to us in a way 
I think it's just the concept that it's where it's very challenging for somebody to pray in public where they're not used to that. There's things I think as believers where we've given, we've given away the responsibility, the vulnerability of the gospel to the church to hold onto, to kind of direct us through it. But I think that's the encouragement of like, even looking back when the pandemic hit, man, that was a reset. I think for people that was like a hard look at where your relationship with the Lord was and how much of it was yours. Well, because then if you can't go to church and that's the only place you can receive communion, does that mean you shouldn't be taking communion if the church can't provide that for you? Yeah. You know, that's that's an interesting question to think about. Thanks for being here with Between Sundays. Don't forget to rate the podcast and share your feedback here or online at myhopefm.net. Okay, so that's, that's why we do it. Um, so when do we take communion? How often do we do this as a family? That's another great question. Um, for us, the indicators... It, it's just different. It depends on kind of what's happening in our life. There are mm-hmm. definitely times when we feel like we're we're pressing into something or we're going through something hard. So it feels like we need to take the time to remember the Lord. Um, so we we take communion as a family as often as we feel like we need to reset our spiritual compass and realign with what's important. Um, I I I want to take communion more often because I feel like that should be a daily thing. You know, it should be as far as like remembering Jesus and and really bringing that into your life. But, and I think we go in waves of awareness of it as a family. I do too. Like, I think there's times where both of us are just kind of like on pace with, with life or with I'm going to say with life with the Lord to where we just feel like, Hey, let's, let's just this week, we're going to stop and take communion as a family because, um, we're right there just just feeling directed by the Lord to do it. I think there's definitely times where it's just more there's not it doesn't feel spiritually led. It just feels like, hey, let's do it. Right. And then there are times when we're at the grocery store and we think we should get things to take communion. We should get some bread and get some juice mm-hmm. and do that. And then we forget. And it's two weeks later and the grape juice is like becoming yeah. wine in the back of our <laughs> fridge. <laughs> um so it's not it's definitely not uh, something that we've perfected as far, or, or, and there is probably no formula as far as like how often you need to do this or a certain thing, because, um, you know, you don't necessarily want it to become like a, like something that is only about the tradition of doing it. I like that quote you had. Okay. So here's a quote. Thomas Aquinas says, if someone knows from daily experience that daily communion increases fervor without lessening reverence, then let him go every day. But if someone finds that reverence is lessened and devotion not much increase, increased, then let him sometimes abstain to draw near afterwards with a better disposition. So I feel like if your heart is in it and you're sincere and you're reverent and you're honoring the Lord, daily communion is not a bad thing. But if it's starting to become habit and mm-hmm. just part of routine and you're not actually taking the time to to examine your heart, to examine the Lord and his body and what he did for you, then that might be a sign that, okay, take a step back, think about why that's happening before you go back to to receive the Lord's Supper. And I think that is just a great even reflection of what the relationship with the Lord can look like. Because I, I find that, I, I wonder that communion is, it's an act of worship mm-hmm. to me. Like it's an act of just the honor of recognizing the Lord and I wonder that there's times in life where we are doing that in different ways. And then 
where communion all of a sudden gets highlighted, where I feel like where the Holy Spirit's like, I want you to really dial in, like over this next three weeks, like he just constantly brings it to your mind. And I think there's times where maybe it does become that repetitiveness to where you're not, like you said, where you're not even thinking about the full scope of what it is and you're just mm-hmm. kind of burning through the idea. Um, is that dangerous? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, he, when you read through it, he talks about like some key things with what's happening with communion. But I wonder that like um, the Lord in your time with him, just within prayer and, and just general life and walk with our salvation, that he would highlight that to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And taking the time, taking the time to act to kind of like uh, position your, put, get your heart in the right place mm-hmm. before you do that, maybe would reveal that to you too. Yeah. And I think just um, my encouragement though, with this topic today of communion, man, I, I'm a believer in doing it as a family, as a, as an individual, as a small group, but just in that intimate setting, there's something about it where if, I feel like if you haven't had the opportunity to do that, there's something special about it. Yeah. And it will require you to embrace some awkwardness. Mm-hmm. So here's how we do communion at home as we will usually have something prepared ahead of time as far as we have bought juice at the store and we have bread. And if we haven't done it ahead of time, maybe it's something we have on on hand. We have some juice and crackers or something like that. Um, we've used pita bread and rolls and yeah, all kinds of carbs, <laughs> <laughs> communion carbs. So um, we'll usually sit down as a family or we've even done this at Bible study group Um we usually do put on praise and worship music, not a requirement, but it's it kind of nice. And we do take a minute beforehand to kind of just like settle our hearts and just, you know, maybe sit quietly or say a prayer or something first. Then one of us, which is sweet when it's our son Bear, but if not, it's either Nate or myself or somebody at Bible study will read through the scriptures that that are when the Lord is, is talking to his disciples or... Um, when they're going through it in Corinthians, like when they do it as the church there. And we'll read through the scriptures and then we will take communion. We will partake. We partake. And it's, I'm a, I'm a big believer in having as much bread and juice as possible. Which, yeah. Nate will have a solo cup of juice. Yeah. I go for it. And like a hunk of sourdough bread. So if somebody's taking so too much time house, yeah. in between the body and the blood, I'm like choking on too much bread. I got to be careful with that. You better check your heart right now. I know. And like, but I, I like it. I like to not skimp. <laughs> I don't want to be skimpy on the, on the elements. Totally. Elements? Yeah. Sacraments? The elements. Yeah. Communion elements. Yeah. All right. So I, I say the challenge, guys, I don't even know if it's a challenge. It's just a, a wonder about it. What would it be like to take communion at home? Yeah. And if you, if you have done this before, but you're not doing this regularly or it's been a while, what would it take to just get you to take communion with your family or your small group or something this next week? So our purpose is to encourage people to be present and intentional with their faith every single day. And we definitely believe that taking communion is one of those things that can help you out with that to just remember Jesus and put him at the center and unite us around the gospel. Amen. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Enjoy your week. Um, Remember what happens between Sundays matters. So go after it. All right. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the Between Sundays podcast. If you have questions or want to connect further, visit the podcast page at myhopefm.net.
And remember, your life is lived every day, and what happens between Sundays matters.